Hey guys, welcome back to the Babbling Pastor Podcast. It is your host, Michael. Oh, and Rob. <laughs> and Rob. Man, we gotta, you'd think after doing this for as long as we have, we would have this sort of down, but we clearly, we clearly don't. So anyway, no. <laughs> so, so today, Pre- or preparedness I, is overrated. Hey, well, and that's a nice segue, because what we're going to be doing for this sort of next four (laughs) episodes is discussing uh, what happens if somebody comes up to you and asks random questions, and you're not prepared at all for these questions. And these questions, just so everybody knows, what are you laughing about? (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm chuckling in my heart a little bit, because I, you know... um, Really, really, what what you're going to witness over these next four episodes is let's not pretend like we planned for that. You know what no. I mean? Like um, this is <laughs> this is this is the epitome of hey, can you record this uh, this date um, in a couple of days? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, great. What do you want to talk about? Uh How about you? Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah that's that's so, a, that's a valid point yeah so this is this is how uh yeah, this is just life guys this is what's going on this is the reality of the fact that we both have a lot to do but we are we are dedicated to making sure you get this podcast out and i here's what i'm trusting this is what i'm really hoping for is that there's some wisdom that comes from this is and this isn't a dumpster fire over the next four episodes so what you are going to witness well, we don't even know yet. We don't even know. So what might, might be a dumpster fire. We'll see. <laughs> so uh, last week, at least at the recording, the time of this recording, last week I put up a random uh, anonymous, send in your questions and I'll answer them. And there were hundreds, Rob. I There's, I, I there's no way I could have got through them all. So we're going to go through some of those. And basically what I'm literally going to do, okay? So I just want to show everyone this app. This is... Uh, What's it called? I forget what the app is called. NGL. I know that stands for something. I don't know what the slang is, but um, not going to lie. Maybe not going to. I don't Maybe that's what it stands for. But anyway, you can see all these boxes that are unclicked. And these are the questions that I haven't even looked at yet. And that's what we're going to do. I don't know what's in these boxes. I'm going to click it and then we're going to I'm just going to we're going to talk about the question. Uh, And hopefully we have some biblical insight for you here. But this is the epitome of babbling. And hopefully this is the, if you come, if you come to a pastor and you ask this question, this is the best, this is the best you're going to get from us. You could probably get better answers from other people, but this is what you're getting from us. So, all right. You ready for this first anonymous question that we have no, uh, that we're just unsure of. Are you you ready? Well, since it's called not going to lie, I'll say we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. All right. So here we go. Uh, First question. Here we go. How do I kindly respond to my fellow sisters in Christ who continue to use me as a bad example for my tattoos? Mind you, these uh, are before Christ. Okay, so these tattoos are before Christ. And uh, I don't know what this means. Chocla Vida Loca, old me, wants to drag them for dressing half naked, posting pictures half naked. (laughs) Like, Lord... Let me just beat some sentence one of them. What? Okay. So apparently the question, apparently the question is, how do I Can kindly rephrase the question? 
Yes, I will rephrase the question. I think what she's getting at is how do I kindly respond to specifically here, sisters in Christ that are saying that my tattoos are bad, but yet they dress provocatively and post it online. This is apparently the, the dilemma that's happening is that someone is saying, hey, you're evil because you have these tattoos, but yet they are uh, doing something that she thinks is also not quite Christ-like. And she wants to know how to kindly respond to this. This is... It's, this is what you're getting, guys. This is this is the uh, goal. Okay. <laughs> so the one of the problems with these kind of questions, and we're going to deal with this. I'm going to assume with each one of them, right? I'm going to get. Yeah. Is that it's 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 actually not the same thing as someone coming into my office or coming to talk to you, mm -hmm. um, because I could ask follow-on questions after that initial one to get a better context as That's to what point. we're dealing with. Um, so, uh, first of all, uh, as a, for instance, I would immediately ask like, how close are you to these? You call them friends, right? Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Are they people that you're acquaintances with? Um, if, <clears throat> so if, if these are, if these are outliers, <clears throat> excuse me, if these are outlier, like people that, that you're not really close with, you don't really know that well. And they're just kind of dogging on you because, uh, it, that, that seems like something that, um, uh, obviously we want to do everything that we ever need to do with tact and love and, um, and, and doing to others. Right. And so, which is exactly what they're not doing apparently. Um, but I would, I would not necessarily, um, start by bringing up what they're doing um that you don't agree with that makes them hip hypocrites and and i would i would actually start that conversation um with uh that that even biblically you don't you don't really think that that's fair um what they're doing to you um because <clears throat> in in matthew 18 it tells if if your brother offends you right so actually it, it begins by it that's not it's not um um it's not the the end all and be all that it that it starts with that person but the example is if your brother's offended so if your sisters here in this instance have offended you and they have then then it it is it is um if it's not something that you can overlook if it's a big enough deal that it it shouldn't be overlooked or if it's repetitive and so it can't just be overlooked then um th then the first thing that i would say is you need to go to them i mean I, I know that's awkward and and um not fun and you take a chance on kind of being triggered a little bit so you gotta pray yourself up into that situation but um but but nevertheless that's that's what if if that continues to happen, you, you, you need to go to them. Um, secondly, uh, I think that they're, um, they're reading scripture out of context and being Pharisaic in their application of it because tattoos are not biblically illegal. Yeah. So good answer. I, I like that. I think too, one of the things that I would kind of add on to that is that like, there's obvious what what I'm getting in here is there seems to be a maturity issue sort of maybe on both sides here. Oh yeah, of, sure. Of the approach is that like you you're offended by somebody saying something about you, 
uh, and there you automatically then go to their thing. So it's not, <laughs> it's just, it's just a tip for tat there. It's just a, you're, you're going to go at me. Yeah. So I'm going to go at you. And that's, that just shows, I think to me, there's a maturity layer where I, there's a point where a Christian goes, I'm just going to take that and then just leave that what it is. Like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. then let, let my life be the example of my journey with Christ and not these other things, regardless of, like she said, whether the tattoos are before or after. And like you said, obviously there's a whole context situation there that's being ignored. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I mean, that, I think that's a good answer to that. Yeah. I, I think, I think if um, I'll say this too, it, it seems to me that the, the closer the friendship is, um, the more the need is for you to talk to them about it. Mm, yeah. Um, so uh, just, just by default, if this is someone who, who you've been close to for a long time and they really don't understand that they're, that they're doing something that's offensive to you or that, <laughs> which you, you, I don't know, I, I won't go there, but, but if, if they really don't understand what they're doing, um, which is one of the outcomes of, of Matthew 18, right? I mean, it certainly, certainly is something we run into, right? Uh, uh, um, when someone is, is offending you um, without them really understanding or knowing that they're doing so. Um, and so it, it could be as simple as you, you just bring it up and, and, um, and then they say, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, you know what I mean? It could yeah. be something that simple. But again, not knowing the context, uh, I, as I say that, whoever asked this might kind of be laughing into, into the video, you know, because it, it might not be <laughs> that situation, right? That, that, um, so, uh, but if, if this is a close friend, a relationship that you've had for a long time, um, this this is obviously something that you've asked it because it has gotten to a point that it bothers you and it needs to be talked about right mm-hmm. um otherwise if this is just some again people on the outskirts maybe maybe it is something that can just be overlooked and you can spend a little bit less time with with those folks or however that that looks there's there's discernment that's necessary yeah. You know, I, discernment is one of the things in scripture that really just doesn't get talked about or sought after as much as it should, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, a, a spiritual discernment of, uh, what, what to do in situations like that, I think. And pro- pro- we'll probably find that to be true in all of the, all the things that we're going to be asked, I think. Yeah. But, no, I think that's a good wrap-up there. I mean, it, context is a huge point, but like you said, talk to them about it. They may not know it, and then if they do know it and they still continue to do it, just be the bigger person in the situation, really, and not yeah. go for not yep. go for that. Well, you dress like a whatever online. Like, that's not necessary mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in a lot yeah, of contexts. No. Because it, as soon as you do that, you're no different. As soon mm-hmm. as you do that, you're committing the same sin against them. And it's even worse because you've been offended by them for that same thing. And now you're doing it back. Like it, it so don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. All right. Next one. Let's see. Um, well, I don't, okay. So this, this is just a crapshoot and everything. Have you read any, uh, books by a Richard carrier? Um, 
do you, I guess this has something to do with the Old Testament. Also, have uh, how do you differentiate between the Talmud and the Torah? I'm assuming, uh, again, these are in there, so I'm assuming Rob knows about Talmud and Torah. Since atheist points to the former, the Talmud, saying that the Jewish scriptures were against Christ, how do we show that the Talmud is unbiblical despite being Jewish? Woo! My gosh, there's a lot there. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I would just say the very quick and short answer to that. Um, and uh, so so this is a twofold answer, okay? Yeah. Um, first first of all, about the actual uh, question, the, the Talmud, think about that like a commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's kind of what that is. it's it's a it's a Jewish commentary um, put together over a long time by several rabbis and teachers and that sort of thing um, of the, of the Torah, for mm-hmm. instance, of the Jewish scriptures. Um, so the, the Talmud is not, um, and I don't, I, I don't think it claims to be. No, uh, it, it, um, it's, the, it's very the word much a God, commentary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, there, there are things that um, I, I would differentiate it uh, there first, because there, there are commentaries that there's a reason that I have several commentaries um and, and and some of them are from several different denominational affiliations and kind of church backgrounds and that sort of thing and it's because each of them kind of bring a different flavor some of them uh come from points of view that i don't hold to i don't think that scripture teaches some of them you know and so um that's the nature of a commentary essentially even even the most studied um and acclaimed commentaries are simply based on someone's study and opinion and mm-hmm. background and that sort of thing. So, um, that's, that's what the Talmud is. It's a, it's a commentary. Um, yeah. so, uh, so it doesn't, it does not hold the same weight. And, and, um, the, the Talmud, the things that you would read in the Talmud that are, uh, anti Christ, um, it's easy if if you read scripture um even the jewish scriptures if you stick to the old testament um you're still going to walk away with jesus of nazareth was the messiah was the christ and is now the king of kings um and the reason you're going to do that uh, think about it when paul um and peter for that matter and, and any of the guys when when they were um, first in Acts, going from place to place, preaching the scriptures, especially, um, you know, when, when we hear that Paul would go to the synagogues at first, right? What was he using, right? Not like Mark, right? He, he wasn't, he wasn't like quoting Luke. Yeah. He, he it, read the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. It's, it's a good example of, of, um, we're, we're using the Old Testament to prove Christ was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I would, I would simply say that, um, there, there were some shifts in, um, in the rabbinic li- literature, um, to intentionally say that Jesus wasn't the Messiah after that time. Well, because so, commentaries are polemics in some regards, in regards to how you interpret them. So, I mean, you have different rabbis 
um, that focus on different. I mean, so um, I forget all. I always forget their names. I know Rashi is one that always is like one of the more respected commentators, Jewish commentators. But um, the idea is he focused a lot on what the text said, whereas some other commentators focused on more of the morality of the text. So I mean, it's mm. yeah. There's there's this difference. But like I said, it's like you said, there's a shift. To now they're arguing against or for, depending on what the text says. And same thing that, yeah, Paul did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, um, you're not going to argue an atheist into the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a legitimate point to, to be made mm -hmm. there, because I think sometimes we, um, you know, I, you see it most obviously in if you were to, um, literally have no other thing to do with your life in a given moment. And you thought, what is the least productive thing that I could possibly do? I know I'll troll through the comments sections on social media and YouTube. So if you did that, what you would see very quickly is, is a whole host of people that, um, seem to live to, um, well, some of them it's less ambitious than this, but, um, but there, there's, there seems to be this, <laughs> this idea that we can, that we can convince with, with the, you know, when, when Paul specifically said, I did not come to you with clever words mm -hmm. with, you know, um, genius philosophy. He didn't, he didn't go to them attempting to convince them because of philosophy or this or that, even though I'm sure he used that in his, talking with them at times. Um, but, but price, he came with one message and that's Christ crucified. I heard someone, um, one time was being asked by an atheist in, in a Q and a, um, question after question. Right. And he said, so let me ask you this. Finally, he's like, can I, if, if, if I were to answer that, and I mean, convincingly to a point that you were actually even convinced, would you believe in Christ? And he's like, no, because this, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and then he, he just continued that circular situation for a moment to make the point that it, it is not about intellect. It's not, it's not about the intellect uh, and, and your arguments being solid, even though it's not bad. Okay. To, to, to get into sort of, um, um, solid debates uh, with, um, loving debates with, with folks, but, um, but don't, don't do it thinking that, that the things you're going to present are going to convince them and they're going to become Christians necessarily. Um, that, that's a, that's a heart thing. And it's a thing that only the spirit can, can do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think to that point, like you said, I mean, somebody that's arguing, um, there was a question actually I did get to that was in these set of questions was, uh, what did I do? They, they asked, did I do the wrong thing by disengaging with an atheist when it got to the point where it seemed like it was pointless? And I was like, no, like you, there's a, there's a good point where you have to use discernment to say, is this a productive conversation? Or has it got to the point to where it is really just this, there's no convincing this person, regardless of what is said or, uh, or reference mm -hmm. that it's just pretty obvious that this is. <laughs> they had some free time and they wanted they they want to just fight with you so it's just a matter yeah. of and, and i think that does come with discernment 
in the comment sections, in conversations, in however, you, you just get to the point where you start learning that, oh, okay, <laughs> this is where we're at at this. This is, we're, uh, okay, bye. I'm disengaging from, like, this is just not, this is not a helpful use of time. So, yeah. I, 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 to a point, don't, I don't really engage with that kind of, I know that you, you're in a different role a little bit. And so you, you're kind of forced to, from time to time, get into the comments and that sort of stuff. But I like, I, I'm convinced that I would burn less brain cells huffing markers in my spare time than <laughs> I, I just, I, there are so many more productive things I could do with my yeah. life. Well, unless, and, unless you have a, an actual reason and you, you must go do it to answer people or something. Well, and like but, you said, the, the mo I think textual discussions are so hard and they're not very productive because you do lack the ability to say everything you really need to say in the in the the way you would say it vocally to communicate what you're actually trying. I mean, there's so much body language missing, tones missing. All you have is text and you have yep. to really condense it. It's just not, this is why dumpster fires are related to online comment sections. It's just not, as a people, we have such beautiful ways to communicate and we choose to do it th that way. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we have uh, in this episode, maybe uh, we have one more time for about one more question here. It's 10 minutes. Hey, these aren't too bad yet. As I say, before I no. push this next button to see the terrible, what could come. It's, the only, the only thing is difficult is like, I'm, I'm not used to wrapping up one topic in like no minutes. So <laughs> that's, that's true. The, the sort of the rapid fire nature of this is pretty rough. Yeah, it's anyway, true. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so hold on. That one has specifically to do with... Um, all right. Is there only one true church of God? How, do, uh, how does... Okay, this is weird. I'm just going to read it as is written. We can try to figure it out. Is there only one true church of God? How does help us to choose our church? I am asking this specifically mm. as theology and people are different. Okay, so that's really sort of confusing the way it's worded, but... I, I think, think yeah, it. I think if you just, I think if you just add that in there, it, it, yeah. I, I, I kind of get what, what's being said, but, um, yeah, I, that, that's actually a good question. Um, and, and it's a good question because it, it, it's, it's a question a lot of people I think run across and need to have answered. Um, and the answer is yes, there, there is, there is one true church of God and it's not, um, necessarily what you might think. Um, I was waiting for you to say they, the Catholic Church, but they, uh, <laughs> well, so technically that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Because Catholic just means universal. Universal, yeah. So the universal church is actually what the question is about. Now, what I do not mean is the Roman Catholic Church. There, you, okay. <laughs> um. Roman Catholicism is not what I'm talking about uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But in fact, that's why I'm protesting. But um, as a Protestant, but, just in case nobody got that joke. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but OK, so there, there is there is one true church and, and theologically that's referred to as the invisible church. Um, and why it's referred to as that is because um, they're uh, all throughout the the scriptures and and um 
in very obvious ways in the the, the gospel accounts and um in matthew we're going to be early next year i think we're going to be in a place in our um yeah or late this year we're going to be in a place in matthew where um jesus is going to specifically be talking about that day when he comes um in judgment and the the day of judgment and there's going to be um there are sheep and there are goats um among the church um and that's a fancy way to say there are people who are actually christians who are actually part of the church and people who are not part of the church who are maybe maybe they are coming to church because they're um they just always were told to but they never really had any sort of relationship with christ he never ruled their lives he never they never um bowed before him and and um and declared him as lord over uh them um maybe they never submitted to him uh but and the, and he's in some some ways we're gonna maybe think that these are people that that we would assume are christians but either way that that's really the the correct way to think about the the one universal church i believe um and it would be interesting to hear some kind of argument from someone who doesn't agree with this um i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna make an assumption here um and and it might not be right and um i don't care uh but the it it someone who makes a claim that their church or their denomination is the is the only real church king james I um ugh. <laughs> that's this is that's typically based on um ignorance um of uh, of a fuller picture of the scriptures and 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 um there's a lot of pride in a statement like that as well <laughs> um, yeah just a but, little yeah but but <clears throat> you're you're working out your salvation denominationally um if if you want to get the the right thing um you need to be a reformed baptist <laughs> i'm kidding um but <laughs> uh but but that that it is true i i think that there are uh, methodists and wesleyans and, mm -hmm. and nazarenes and baptists and presbyterians and baby dunkers and uh, uh you baby know sprinklers. like yeah I, I suppose baby dunkers that might be abuse but um but uh, there are people in that are part of the true church that are part of the invisible church um, that are spread throughout all sorts of denominations. Um, so as um, the scriptures command us to know them, the scriptures that is. And so we we are to be a people who search the scriptures, who learn the scriptures, and who who have such a relationship with the text, with the Bible, that um, that we can be sitting in a church and hear things from the pulpit, 
and the music, whatever, we can be sitting in a church and hear things in, in a Sunday school class or a small group or whatever, um, where uh, we might we might go, um, I don't know about that, because doesn't it say this? Uh, and then and then we ask. Right. And then maybe maybe we learn something or uh, maybe we simply learn that uh, they they don't really believe the Bible here. I need to go somewhere, you know. Um, the scriptures and your relationship with them, that's what's going to determine um, where you are and guide you to where where you uh, where you need to be. Um, you need to you need to be a Berean um, and mm-hmm. and um, you can Google that because we don't have time. I'm supposed to be doing this quickly. So <laughs> I'm putting I'm putting him on the spot. So um I think one of the things where this question comes from, because there's a lot of people, especially in the comments uh, that Rob doesn't ever get in to read, is that um, that there's a lot of people that would claim one of two things. One, like the joke I made about the Catholic Church at the beginning, that it's, you know, come home to the one true church, the Catholic Church. Or then you have on like the way other side, uh, you have the people that are like, uh, it was good enough for the apostles. So the King James 1611 is good enough for me. And you have those two extremes that if you're not one or the other, like you're not part of the real church. But we have even at the very beginning, and here's a little plug for the Apostles Creed resource here, is that even in the Apostles Creed, you have that, you know, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. This, this idea that there is, even from the beginning when, this, when, the, when the creed was written, that there's this idea that there is a, a oneness in, these, in, in, in being a believer in Christ. It's not like this... You know, this church over here, this church over here is like the one thing. It's that as believers, those that are following Christ, coming after Jesus, um, um, that have been bought by him, that have been given the ministry of reconciliation, right? That these are, this is the church, this people group. And that's how you know. Because at the end of the question is, I'm asking because specifically because of theological differences among people. Like there are core theologies that we've talked about. I mean, we're talking about the life, does death, resurrection of Jesus specifically, but then we have other things, the virgin birth, the, the you know, coming back again. Um, and then there's secondary things that you can differ on, such as the baby Duncan or the da- baby sprinkling and all that. Um, but like you said, how you search, like what Rob said, as far as how you search the scriptures and discern and read them will put you maybe in a church that is more of a, uh, a pedo baptist or a credo baptist in regards to baptism and you you have to figure those things out so you know where you fit because you're not going to want to be in a church that preaches <laughs> something that you're like I don't see that in scripture but the core of it mm-hmm. is the core of it is you know <clears throat> do you follow Jesus does this church follow Jesus that's you know part of the church there and as soon as you start going well first baptist what whatever if you don't i mean there's literally a guy the other day that i saw online that had a video that was like if you don't follow if you read anything other than the king james something or other version then you're not reading the real bible and i'm just like where's a wall so i can bang my head against it like it's just (laughs) like there's everything else he had said up to that point sounded intelligent and then he got to there and so you just have to um I think it's a good question. I would just say that, like, does yeah. the church preach Christ? And then those secondary issues you're going to have to work out uh, on your own. So, and and there there's a there's there's far too big a trend um, in our culture that the first thing that I hear that makes me go, eh, I just 
book it and leave and go mm -hmm. somewhere else rather than rather than staying at look the church is a family right so rather than than staying and um and maybe a bad word to use but hopefully it makes sense but staying and fighting right for um for the family right um um uh, putting work in uh and and because churches they're <clears throat> i'll i'll end what i have to say with this the the church is universal in in the sense that that those who are truly christ's who have truly been given to him by the father john 10 um uh not one of them however are are going to be in his presence someday having been correct about everything uh, there there there's no christian on the planet who has it figured out um there are some who probably are a lot closer than others i mean but um but nobody nobody has the kind of wisdom to be able to accurately read through the scriptures and say yep got it okay um so this is what I believe in, and that's correct, period. No questions asked. So um, focus on the majors. And, and you can actually find a lot of good stuff on just by Googling that. Like, what are the, what are the major things that, that um, in, in Christianity the orthodox, that make me orthodox, that make me a Christian, the unchangeables like the Trinity and um, penal substitutionary atonement that Christ was a substitute for us, um, that sort of stuff. And then there, there are, like you said, the secondary things. Um, and there, there, I guess it might be, it might be kind of difficult because there, there's a lot of convincing att attempting to be done today that secondary things are, Do you, are, yeah. uh, <laughs> I was about to say, you can tell, you can tell that you're not online a lot, uh, not online a lot, because the there are so many people that are like penal substitutionary atonement is not a core gospel issue. You can have uh, there's other atonement theories. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> like there's yeah yeah, and 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 those people are not Christians. <laughs> so yeah, and, and there and there therein lies. I think. I mean, we might get to that question, but therein lies a lot of the confusion. I think for people in regards to like what. Um, what is core and what's not and that, that that question may come up mm. but um yeah anyway we are out of time for today but thank you guys for sticking around rob rob is I, i'm gonna give him an aneurysm through these series of episodes trying to get through these questions in short short amounts of time but anyway if you want to see him pop a blood vessel next week, go ahead and tune in for that. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed it, like it, share it, comment, all the cool things. And we'll talk. Uh-oh, what did I do? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>